Welcome to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. On this podcast, we journey through the devastating experience of the death of a child. Grief is seldom discussed openly in our culture, and the death of a child makes people feel even more uncomfortable. We approach the topic openly and honestly, speaking to people who have lost loved ones and experts who help care for them. Whether you are a parent experiencing loss or someone who wants to support another going through this tragedy, this podcast strives to offer hope and help. Welcome to episode 184 of Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. I'm Marcy Larson, Andy's Mom. So today's episode is a replay of the live stream that Gwen and I did just two nights ago. You will actually notice that I do not sound really that great at the beginning because I have a horrible migraine that's been going on for a while. Still there a little bit today, but getting better. But it was, in fact, a little bit timely because our topic today is talking about the physical symptoms of grief and how the body and the mind can oftentimes really go together. And when your mind is feeling stress and grief and all of the horrors that go with that, it can affect your body and make your body feel really quite ill as well. So It was a little bit timely to have such a bad migraine, and we talk about that a little bit. I also do want to bring up the fact that Aaron comes on in the second half of the interview, and Aaron is hosting a retreat this fall, the very end of October, beginning of November, that full week, and it's going to be pretty amazing. I know that you'll be excited to hear about it, but we do talk about in the episode that if you mention the Always Andy's Mom podcast, you can get a 5% discount. And I now know that she is going to graciously give another 5% from those um, people who come through the podcast, going to donate that back to the podcast. Um, So that's a little way you can help support me as well, I guess. It's really very cool that she has offered to do that and something that she absolutely didn't need to do. But thank you, Erin, for that. So the way that you can do that is if you want to book the retreat, just send her an email ahead of time because she said she can adjust the cost then, or otherwise she can give you a refund back from that 5% discount. So go to her website. Her website is yogawitharenb.com. And you'll find out way more about it if you just listen to the end of the episode. So I know that you'll enjoy hearing about this and learn a lot because I know I always learn from Gwen. I was just talking to Gwen about the fact that I have a horrible migraine headache. I've actually had a headache now for five days. So it's been oh. really terrible. And it's it's very bad right now. So, but we can't really put this off because we had it all scheduled. And so this is the first time I've ever tried to do a podcast with a migraine. So we're going to see how it goes. And Gwen, you're going to have to just do it. Okay. All right. And it's very timely that our topic today is on the physical symptoms of grief because, whoa, were my migraines terrible, terrible right after Andy died. They Mm -hmm. were pretty unbearable for a while. So I think um, it's it's a good topic to discuss today. Right, right. 
there's so many different ways that we could take this with the physical responses. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, maybe just to start off when you just mentioned that you felt, you know, you had a lot of headaches right after Andy died, that immediately grief brings a physical response. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, and I've described these before to people, there's so much variety in what they can look like um, from very gentle, just a nagging, not feeling well physically to a violent kind of very mm -hmm. physical, very heavy response, whether it be headaches, nausea, you know, heart palpitations, yeah. um, a heaviness. So there's a, a wide variety mm -hmm. of ways that it, it shows itself. Um, and, and the, the counselor in me just <laughs> wants to like explore with you these last five days. Has there been something stressful going on? Do you have any like, you know, change? Yeah, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't, don't know. know. Okay. Um, you know, because um, that's one of the things that um, I wanted to talk about tonight is that not only is grief so physical and can happen, like I mentioned early on, but then when the calendar comes around those times, the physical responses can come back. Mm -hmm. And I think to be aware of that in how our body begins to experience a reminder even before it hits the actual calendar. And that yeah. happens for people so much. I can um, see that. I can see that for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That they're just not feeling well. Um, that achy, awful feeling. But um, I think one of the things that I just want to go back to some of those extreme responses of, or when I, <laughs> extreme isn't the right word, but just intense. Maybe yeah. that's the word. Yeah, I think that's a better word. Uh, better word is when I train victim advocates or people who are going to be at a scene with someone um, that, um, that they have to be prepared for some of those um, intense responses physically, mm -hmm. whether it's, it's nausea or, you know, I've, I've actually experienced myself and seen people just violently start throwing up or vomiting when they get bad news. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, we have to be aware. I know I had horrific chest pain. I really yeah. thought it was like having a heart attack right, right afterwards. You know, I mean, they did an EKG and everything looking. Really? Mm -hmm. And you talk to way more moms than I do, you know, each week. Um, where, where was I going to go with that? That just left me. Um, in the fact that, um, oh, I know when you said heart palpitations is that mm -hmm. I, the, I've talked to a lot of moms who we can feel the pain when our children. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've heard that many times in the stories relayed through the podcast and talked to me, but I'm sure you have too, that when something happens to our child, we can feel it in our body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and my, I go back to what my therapist has, has said to me so many times, because I have a lot of um, memory loss from the actual accident, but she always says to me, but your body remembers. Yes. Your body remembers. Yeah. And that is so true that even things that have been blocked from my mind, my body does remember. Right. 
isn't there the body keeps score i think that's a book that i've been meaning to read and that has a lot to do with trauma too you know how the body mm -hmm. remembers when we have those things but um i think you know we're gonna be talking about this too when it um in a little bit but that we have to just be really gentle with our bodies in the early parts of grief when we're having those just like you know if you take today your headache um you're not necessarily maybe actively grieving today but some of the steps you would normally take for a headache are rest yeah extra hydration you would you know you said you kind of turned down the lights you've done things now isn't that easier to do when it's just a headache than yeah. if than if it's i'm grieving mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like now you just say I have a headache and, and that's all you have to explain. But when it's other things, then we almost feel like we have to justify that or that we're being weak or something, but we yeah. really, really do need that same rest and care um, when we're grieving. Yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. I do want to bring up uh, charity's been writing some comments yes. and I want to bring these up because I, I think they're really valuable. So she starts out by saying, I'm a heart, heart warrior uh, GM. I lost my 12-year-old daughter 12, uh, seven years ago in May. Seven years later, my mental emotion has been major to deal with in a negative way. Meds, therapists, and, and psych still dealing. So, And she mm -hmm. talks about how she vomits almost every day still. Mm. So that's really, you know, um, important to, I think, know that that can continue on and on and on. Right, right. Um, you know, and and I see, you know, she talks of having a therapist in, in one of her other comments. And I think that's really key to talk those things through with someone because the other piece, so it's kind of twofold what I was thinking tonight. So we've already mentioned the physical responses and um, reactions that happen when we're grieving. Mm-hmm. But then we also have, um, you know, some people call it unresolved grief or suppressed, but I like when Dr. Ellen Wolfell calls it carried grief. We're still carrying that heavy load of grief. Um, and it can come out in a lot of psychosomatic ways, which are yeah. when an emotional pain comes out physically, right. right? Like we can't put words to it, or maybe we haven't learned how to, um, verbalize it or let it out in any other way so it comes out in physical um responses but when he talks about carried grief i remember him describing it as grief that is unacknowledged or unmourned wow. is that sometimes we're carrying that because we haven't dealt with it mm -hmm. and that we need to do that and that um, how we do that is by facing it and and actually you know entering into it rather than running away from it. Yeah. Um, but it well, can, and it's just so many physical symptoms can come from your emotional state. And I oh. see that all the time. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I see kids come in constantly with complaints of tummy pain, mm -hmm. headaches, even mm -hmm. chest pain occasionally. And you know, obviously I have to go through and try to figure out if there's any underlying medical diagnosis, but a lot of times there isn't. And right. to try to explain to a kid and to the parent 
that, yeah, your tummy really hurts. And I know it really hurts and it's real pain, but we need to help your brain be able to, that's how you can fix it. I can't fix it by giving you medicine for your tummy because it's nothing that's wrong with your tummy exactly. Right. That the things are going on in your head. And, and, and that's so hard to try to explain without making it seem like, I, and I'm not saying you're making it up and mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're crazy and I'm not saying anything because it's real, right. it's real pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Feeling sick when there's a medically nothing wrong with you is that, um, you know, it's real. I mean, yeah. it, it does happen. Um, but carrying that for years can really have a toll on us physically too. Mm -hmm. Um, well, and I go back to what Charity said about vomiting almost yeah. every day. I mean, that's right. this is still going on and affecting yeah. her her body so much. So mm -hmm. the body is just holding all of that. Mm -hmm. So Michelle just wrote in too. Yeah. Now I remember, especially more on in my early on in my grief, just having all these aches and just sighing and groaning when getting up from sleeping or moving around. I think my body was always so tensed up. It wasn't sleeping well. Right. It's a lot in our bodies. It is. And it's so interesting because, and I, I just wrote an article for a newspaper um, that I, after the, the um, shootings we had at Michigan State University mm -hmm. um, just um, a few short weeks ago. And I, I shared back to when I first started in grief work, I was handed a folder that said grief recovery, and it was typed out on a label. I mean, and as this woman handed it to me, she said, um, I want you to do a grief recovery class. But by the way, people don't like the word recovery because you never recover from grief. So I had to start researching. What am I going to call this class? What does it look like? And I looked up the word resolve in the dictionary. And one of the definitions of the word resolve means to loosen or relax. And oh. um, grief winds us up. And exactly what Michelle was talking about, that tense, that you're constantly having that pressure and you're carrying that, it does tense us up so much. And so I don't mind the definition of the word resolve because we no. need to loosen and relax and try to figure out how to carry grief in our bodies and to work through it. That is such a beautiful definition, Gwen. I'm so glad you yeah. brought that up because I have never thought of it that way. I, you always think of resolution as it's like coming to an end, that something's right. coming to an mm -hmm. end, you're nope. resolving it. And that I can't think about my grief resolving and coming to an end. Nope. But no. if I think about things loosening, because yeah. honestly, for me, talking about these headaches again, yeah. it's my neck. It's all, it's, it's so, yeah. so tight. Mm -hmm. And before the head starts, it's just, I just carry so much tension there still to this day. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it's been, a, it's been a hard time. I don't, yeah. I, you know, obviously well, a lot of memories and a lot of different things going on. Um, there's other definitions to the word resolve. The first one is to analyze the parts of something. Mm -hmm. And in resolving our grief, we do need to look at all the little parts. We need to take it apart and look at all the pieces that hurt us. And it's in confronting our pain that actually mellows the pain and removes any reason we have for running from it, right? We need to look at it. Um, 
so then that's the first definition is to analyze the parts of something. The second one is to loosen or relax. And the third definition of the word resolve um, is in music to bring from lack of harmony into harmony. When a musical oh, right, piece right. goes to resolve, it it oh. comes into some kind of harmony. And I know. That's a beautiful one too. I know when I talk to bereaved people, I tell them, you're not going to have the same rhythm. You're not mm-hmm. going to have the same harmony or the tune that your life had before. But can we find the rhythm and the harmony again? And what does that look like? So I don't mind the word resolve at all. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I mean, I'm a musical person, right? I mean, yeah. I, we yeah, are obviously. <laughs> and I obviously sing in, in church and in, in their worship band. And mm-hmm. I just think about how so often, you know, you resolve the chord at the end, at the mm-hmm. end of something, you know, when you're in a song and it peaks up and then you have this resolution. Yeah. And you always want to end on that resolved chord. So mm-hmm. that's a, yeah. Great image too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one so of the questions we had a, yeah, here, yeah, was um, how to treat your insomnia. Michelle answered, said she used a faith-based meditation app that has sleep stories I can listen to relax while laying there. I often would have the issue of waking up frequently in the night and sometimes still do. Yeah. yeah and, mm-hmm. um, one of my questions about insomnia or not questions, but um there's so much good research now on when I said the word rhythm on rhythms of, of good sleep. And it really starts hours before you go to bed. And, and I do some of these things too, because if I don't, then I can carry the day's pain of all the stories that I've heard, right. As a grief counselor, I can take all that on and then my sleep would be affected. So I have to start hours beforehand to begin putting my phone down and not dealing with work or client things and just things that we can do. And even, you know, TV or, and I love music and meditations and things like that. Um, And I know we're going to be talking um, to Aaron later about yoga, but um, just some rhythms of, you know, elevating my feet above my head and just, you know, some breathing and doing things physically too to wind down from the day can be very helpful for sleep. Well, and it's certainly an option to do some medications if you absolutely need to, too. Mm -hmm. I had to do that for a while because I just could not fall asleep. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that long term though, because actually if you've, if they they've done some kind of scans on the brain that study the brain when you're in natural sleep and when you're in sleep that is induced by medication and it's not the same. So it's really not as restful of sleep. Mm. If you have to do some of those sleep medications, not like a melatonin, melatonin is a more natural way, but mm-hmm. some of the other medications. So it's, yeah. but if you can't sleep any other way, Right. I certainly yes. did it. I just, one of those things that like, once it started to be a little bit better, I tried to stop that because I knew that my total, my absolute rest and how I would feel afterwards would be better if it was more kind of natural sleep. Right. And that's what I tell people. I think for a season, if you need it for a time when your days are so draining that if you're not getting any refueling during the night, like, you know, um, any kind of sleep we can get yeah, can help right. us with that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Especially because it just seems so long sometimes the night. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't sleep. Oh. 
the other piece when I think about, you know, whether it's um, other physical responses and um, our anxiety and um, all these things, inside of grief, there's so much we can't control. Yeah. Grief is totally out of our control. But if I can control my own rhythms of my own health, yeah. my own movement, my own breathing, my own devotion or whatever, you know, when um, Michelle mentioned a faith base, I can control all those things. So if I can do those things, then that really does help. And that's sometimes we have to do that because well, all the rest of it. Just going back to the physical too is, mm -hmm. I mean, I think I mentioned this on a podcast recently that I really stopped taking care of myself very much in, in the grief is, I mean, mm -hmm. all this time, I just hadn't been taking good care of myself and working out and eating right and all of mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And to the point where I gained like 35 pounds since mm -hmm. Annie died. And, but a couple of months ago, a little over two months ago now, I really started kind of focusing on trying to get back to mm -hmm. those healthy habits to see if that has helped. And interestingly, when I've been doing that, my headaches the last five days aside had been better. So mm -hmm. some of those physical symptoms and I've been feeling better, but I've been, right. you know, exercising every day and doing all that stuff. And I'm happy to say I'm down 20 pounds from the yeah. 35 that I gained. So that was good yeah. um, to do that. So overall, just that kind of stuff, taking care of your body a little bit better. So does and yeah, I, I tell people the last five days excluded for sure because right. the head has been a mess. But yeah. in general, mm -hmm. it's been helpful. I tell mm -hmm. people you can look at me and know I'm not the most physically fit person, but what you might not know about me is I have the intellectual ability to know that when other things in my life are out of control, that's when I say, hey, at least I can get up and move. I can do these things. Yeah. I wish I carried them into when life wasn't so out of my control and kept that balance all the time. But truth be told, when I need to, I have the ability to kick that in and go, wait a minute. These are the rhythms that I can work on because all the rest is just so... Well, and going back to kind of recently, I've been, I'm in a Bible study and I, I do my group with my bereaved moms, which is awesome, but mm -hmm. I've also been in a Bible study and we've been studying the old Testament and it's just been wearing on me. I mean, there's just been, we have lectures on suffering, all this stuff. And it's just like, it just makes me feel worse. Honestly, it's not mm -hmm. been, it's not been good for me because it's very much on, you know, it's it's funny because our gospel lesson this Sunday was when um, Jesus was asked about the blind man who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. You know, it wasn't the sin that caused mm -hmm. the blindness. And I, as I've been studying all this Old Testament stuff, I've been realizing I can totally see why they said that. Mm -hmm. Because from what we're studying is, you know, all these bad, horrible things happen and God brings his wrath on the wicked and the evil. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, because of that, it's been just wearing down on me. Like mm -hmm. I've been feeling more anxious and angry and <laughs> to the point where I said to my Bible study leader, like, I don't think I'm coming back this year. Mm -hmm. I just don't think I can do it right now. But you know, it goes back to that tightness and the mm -hmm. whatever, because uh, 
I've been not doing the right things, you know, and you think studying the Bible would be a good thing, but not always. <laughs> so, I have to tell you, I'm so glad to hear you say that because last year I decided to read the Bible 2022 to read the Bible chronologically. Uh -huh. And so I got a chronological Bible and reading the old Testament. I felt the same way. I was an angry little cuss. I was wound up. I didn't make any sense. Yeah. And the suffering and the, and some of it was boring. And I didn't feel like it was giving me what I needed. Yeah. It was, I didn't like me for a while. And someone oh, said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I'm reading the Old Testament. Have you tried it? Um, so yeah, I'm and so it's glad funny to hear you say then that. they had the thing on, like it was all in the suffering. And then when some of the questions in the Bible study were about, um, getting comfort. And then I was just mad. I was like, I don't want comfort. I want Andy. I was like, this mm -hmm. is, I just was mad. I just found myself mm -hmm. so angry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so I think your awareness of that is key. And to realize sometimes when physical things are going on and, or our moods, um, right. or our, you know, um, edginess or whatever it is, is to look around and go, okay, where is this coming from? Well, and I, and the reason I started that story, I'm, I have such a headache. I'm getting That's distracted. Okay. But okay. back to why I started the story is because they had this lecture and it was all in suffering and it was, it actually, so it was um, the lecturer talked about how this guy had lost his wife, his wife died. And um, I don't even know the circumstance of that because I walked in a tiny bit late. And so, and he was a young, younger man and he lost his wife and she had, she had never seen anybody grieving in such deep grief before. And then four months later, his son died in a car accident, his mm. young son. Okay. And so, and then she goes on and talks about how that man was sitting next to the pastor three months later on Easter Sunday. Okay. I mean, good for him, I guess, but mm -hmm. it made me feel worse mm -hmm. because, right? Because now I lost my son, but I didn't also lose my husband. And it was supposed to be so inspiring that this man would just turn to God and be sitting next to the pastor. And all I kept thinking was, was he still in denial? Maybe it's only been seven months. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but yeah. it made me feel worse. So I left and my friend was like, are you doing it? And I said, I feel worse. And she goes, why do you feel worse? Because that story was not helpful to me. But what did I do afterwards? Which I could have gone home, gone to bed and moped. But I went to the Y. And I yeah. walked for a mile and a half. Because I like, I just wanted to get, I just wanted to get it out. And right, mm -hmm. and to do something with my body and move around was the better choice. Because That's by the so time cool. I got home then it wasn't feeling quite mm -hmm. as intense mm -hmm. as it was at the moment. You know? And you had, you had many other choices, um, you know, going to nothing but cakes, right. You know, I, I know where it is compared to your house. I mean, you can stop and get a little bunt cake and just drown your sorrows in food. I mean, you could have done so many other things, but the choice that you made was really good for you physically. And right. I think, again, and it's not the choice I would have made even two, two months ago. It's not right. the choice. I would have made. Yeah. So you can feel the difference. And um, it's one of those things that it sounds I don't want to say cliche, but it's like, oh, yeah, you just tell me if I exercise, I'll feel better. But you really do. 
It really, really do when, when you make good choices and move and, and do that. And we do feel better when we sleep better. And we do feel better when we're um, confronting our pain rather than running from it. Because I do think some of the exhaustion that people have, and, you know, I think it was Charity who mentioned the, f- the flight mode, is when yeah. we're running so hard from this scary, big, painful thing that has hurt us so much, it's exhausting. Yeah. It, it hurts is. so much physically that mm-hmm. we really have to be brave and stop and look at what's what what's chasing us. So we don't That's have to run to anymore. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is, but you know, um, it's really what's needed in order to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, and I say that because I I believe it, but I know it's not easy to hear. No, it's not easy to hear. (laughs) I know that. Yeah, I felt like at some point in time, I have to start taking my own advice because, you know, I tell this to kids all the time and (laughs) I wasn't listening. I know. I know. We do that. I know. One of the other things, um, Marcy, that I wanted to bring up that I hear from moms and I've heard from a couple of the moms who I know listen to the podcast is that you could be going along in your grief, which is typical of grief in general. Like, you know, it might be bearable for a while and then all of a sudden something happens and it's completely, you know, flipped upside down. Is that um, I th- I think when, let's say, maybe your child's friends are getting married and you're invited to the wedding mm-hmm. or you run into some of your children's friends or an event is, you know, that your child should have been at or they would have been in that stage of life and they're not those things set us back not just emotionally but they can hit us physically like Mm -hmm. and and someone said to me why is it that i start trembling when i see my son's friends yeah you know and i said you know there's many things in life that make us nervous You know, if we've had a conflict with someone and we run into them or if we've left a church for some reason and then you run into your old church friend, you know, I can think of many things, an old relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend. There are things that make us nervous because they are unsettled and they are uneasy things. So I think I I spend a lot of time normalizing that for people and for um, several moms, I've had to just normalize that it can be very much a setback physically when we run into our children's friends or we have to go to those events. So I just wanted to bring that up too. Yeah. We've got some nice comments coming in too. Uh-huh. Uh, talking about going for walks during lunchtime and getting, when I'm upset or angry, I tend to walk faster. Love mm-hmm. that one from Demetra. Mm-hmm. That was great. And then, you know, talking too about gaining weight though, just feeling like you want to eat something to make you feel better, which yeah. is definitely true. You do do that sometimes. Well, I think the other thing it does is we do live a little recklessly. Um, and I just, any of you who have teenagers too, this is a real teenage response to grief is why bother if life yeah. just stinks anyway? Well, we get that too. As That's adults. what I was told. Like, yeah. Eric was telling me I had a soft death wish. Yeah. <laughs> what does it matter? Why, why should I, you know, deny myself the cake or the what the extra shopping or whatever it is that makes you feel good because everywhere else is pain and we do tend to try to look for those things that fill us up and so I definitely get that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know and uh 
Yeah. And Dimitri, right too. We realize life is short. Yeah. And that is oh, that's so true. That is so true. That yeah. is so true. You just kind of live moment to moment in some yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say before we bring um, Aaron on? Because I want to do that too. Um, I mean, I don't think I don't have to wrap it all up right now, right? No. Okay. Um I, I do think though that people need to be aware that that grieving in and of itself does put us at risk for physical problems, mm-hmm. sleep disturbances that we mentioned. I mean, even things as heart disease and high blood pressure and other really serious medical things that we can be at risk. And so we do always have to seek um, the care of a physician. I, I do believe that. I think all bereaved people within four months of a death should have a complete physical. It does you good to know that you're physically fit. It, you know, to get everything checked out. It's good for your physician to know what you've been through. Yeah. And to spend some time teaching them about what you've experienced. So I just want to encourage people um, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to bring on Aaron now because, and Aaron's been on before. Aaron's Dakota's mom. So hello, Aaron. Here she is. Um, I am excited to get to talk to her today because she's doing something pretty cool. Yeah. Coming in the fall. So she came on to tell us about it. So do you want to talk a little bit, Erin? I think you're still on mute. Let me see. I've unmuted. Oh, I think. Let's see. I'm unmuted now. There you go. You're unmuted now. Well, before um, we talk about the thing coming up in the fall, my retreat, if I can just help you a little bit with the yoga for grief. Yeah. Because the thing is that yoga literally helps to relieve so much of the the symptoms, the physical and the emotional symptoms that we as grievers, you know, get. Um, it's you know, it stimulates the parasympathetic system, um, which causes us to like um, you you know about the obviously the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, yeah. and it um, it helps to regulate our breathing. Um, there's so many things. I, I, you know, the mindfulness that comes with yoga, it reduces stress. Um, it can release physical tension through stretching and movement because a lot of the time, tight when we're, you know, we're in so much pain where um, our anxious, our emotions are, are all tight and everything. And this is why I lo- absolutely love Yin Yoga because, um, you know, you get into a posture and. Gravity does a lot of the work for you. you. Just lie there, and if you're in a good posture, gravity can take care of a lot of it for you. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a download right now on my, and I just put up a little ebook that you can do, and it's five easy poses, and you can do those. Um, so I want to send you that, Marcy. Please, will you do it? All right. <laughs> I'll send it to you well, too. Well, and I do want to say too that I have done classes with Aaron because Aaron's done little group classes for some of our um, support group that have just been private, and they've been great and very well received by the other women in the group. That you, it, we just feel better after yeah. we do that, even when it's just a half an hour. I mean, we don't usually go real long, but yeah it does just make you feel better. Uh Yeah, yeah. And you know what, like, you can have that spiritual connection, like a lot of the time you want to meditate. And if you're in a yoga position, like in yin yoga, you can be in that meditative state and, you know, just be quiet. You can talk to God there if you want to, or focus on your breath, whatever it is, just to calm yourself down. 
because we that's the things that we've got to do with our yogas. We've got to, it helps us to calm us down. So, so right. I was feeling so miserable today. I came very close, Erin, to like just sending you a message and saying, Aww. "Hey, I need like emergency yoga." But I wish you had. I probably this. should have. I probably should have. Mm -hmm. uh, I would have. Well, even you know, I've got that channel of mine, so you could have just gone there for ten minutes. I know. In fact, I've just done it as a ten-minute Greek yoga session that's there that you can go and do. But yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so coming up in the fall, I have put together a retreat for grieving moms, and um, hopefully, it's going to just be grieving moms. If I don't get enough of a response, I'm going to have to open it up to other grievers. But um, it's in Puerto Morelos. I've booked a beautiful in Mexico. Um, mm -hmm. in Mexico, in Mexico, and I've booked a beautiful. Um, it's it's just a um, a retreat place that they just focus on yoga retreats. But I'm not going to just be. We're not going to just be doing yoga. We'll do yoga once a day. But I've got I've um, got somebody coming to do sound bath for us, and we've got breath work a breath work person coming in, and nutrition um, talk is going to be a lady that does nutrition. She's going to be coming in to talk to us, because the thing is, a lot of the time with grief is that we we know we all just eat our emotions. But I've started following her things, and it just couple of basic things is introducing different probiotics into your diet. So like kefir and um, sauerkraut. I have those every day. And I don't know, she just says that if we start introducing small things into our lifestyle, it's going to make us feel better. And I don't know, I can just say I'm feeling much better than, than I was like a year ago. So, okay, so we've got her coming in. I've got somebody coming to do yoga nidra which is a meditative um, yoga. It's sort of, it's between meditation and sleep, but it's yoga nidra, it's beautiful. And sound healing, breath work, um, ice bath, if anybody wants to do, to do that. I did my first one a little while ago. It was, it was fun. <laughs> and then um, we- I don't know if that would be fun or not. I'm not sure. What's painful. You know, it's yeah. so shocking. It's so shocking. You know, like I wanted. To, I said to him, "I feel like swearing now because I'm like <laughs> so shocked." <laughs> mm -hmm. It's really. We, it's a, a, we're a block away from the beach, so we've got beautiful beach walks, and you know that's something else that I advocate for as well. It's like I walk. I've got to have my my about an hour walk in a day, even if it's ten minutes up and down, and then relax and then you know later on the day i just do my best to get you know about an hour in that's how i always listen to all my podcasts too so um you know i don't know have you i don't know if you've heard of this but i did one of my friends took me here shortly after andy died to the, do this float thing oh. on the, in the salt water oh. yes, only it's yes. like a totally dark room and you can't yes. you don't like that was kind of weird it was it was super intense for me because I was really early in the grief. I remember and I just uh -huh. like stopped. I mean, it, just to have. I mean, because you have no input there, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh -huh. totally dark, and you're just floating in this uh -huh. water, and you can't see a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Have you done that? Either of you ever done that? No. No, I've had two. I've had Sorry. two friends who have done it, and one absolutely loved it and the other one hated it so i think yeah. it's uh um 
you know, an acquired taste. Um, yeah, I, I think I, my girlfriend that I went with really loved it. And mm -hmm. I said, that was just too intense for me right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. But I didn't know if it might be something that would be good later, you know? Yeah, maybe retry it. Yeah, I know, yeah. I could retry it. Um, Aaron, with the retreat, what you're talking about, breath work, mindfulness, the yoga, it, it's a retreat for bereaved moms to get away. But mm -hmm. then these are skills that they can take home and do all the time. So the benefits for it are something that they can carry into their everyday life. Or is that not a true statement? No, you know what? They would have to find a breath work person in their area and a sound healer because these people are here in Mexico, so it's good if you um, could find like. A, a, have you ever had a sound healing therapy? No, no, I have not. Okay, idea. so they that. play yeah. these beautiful big crystal balls, and then they just sort of swirl um, their little oh. gong thing around, and it's it's just amazing, and the, the vibrations how they go through you. Um, you'd have to look for somebody in your area okay. that does that. But what they can take home with them is the yoga. That's definitely, uh -huh. you know, you can take home the yoga. Some of the breath work, definitely you're going to be able to take yeah, home. I would think so. Some of that yeah. you learn, yeah. right? Yeah. The yeah. nutrition, the nutrition side of it. That's why I'm bringing, well, Rita does that. And so I've got her coming in to give us a good talk about it because, it's, you know, if we just start on the small things, it's going to, you know, increase our, you know, how we feel if we start um i i don't know if you've any of you've watched that movie um shoots goods or something like that it's on um netflix and my therapist said to me to watch it and he said the the guy's premise is if you start with healing the body then we move up to the next level so if we just start on the basics heal our <sighs> bodies as much as we can and then we can go to the next level I love that, Erin. Yeah. That is well, really great to th and think about. You know what I mean? To try to just focus on what you can focus on, which is the body. Yeah. Because as much as you kind of try to heal the mind, that just, I mean, that takes a long time. Yeah, right? yeah. So and, and if you work on like eating a certain way or learning meditative practices, things mm -hmm. to make your body feel better. Yeah. It does end up going to the mind, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, it, it, it starts with the body and then we move in, you know. So, but these, um, we've, I've got a beautiful Temescal ceremony planned. Or I've got a woman that we're going to her, um, she's got a, a retreat area in the forest and we're going to do a um, cacao ceremony there. It's not, a lot of the times, um, these, plant medicines, it's just cocoa, it's, they call it cacao, and it's a heart opener. So it's, it's just working on our emotions as well. Um, I believe it's going to be transformative, and I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm excited about it because I'm going to be going to do it. I mean, I'm going to be doing it too, but it's just like, it's something, I, you know, I've done little bits and little bits and little bits of everything, and it's like, wow, I feel so much better after this. And then now combining it all in one week is going to be amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a whole week retreat? Yeah, it's from the 29th of um, October to the 4th of November. So six nights, seven days. And I've, um, I've booked that period, especially because it's um, the Day of the Dead in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And... And they, um, you know, what is so nice is that they've got such a different view on death here. They, 
Well, if you, if you, I'm going to put one of the requirements of coming to the retreat is you've got to watch that movie Coco. Because yeah. <laughs> Did you see that, Gwen? No. The Disney movie Coco? Oh, oh. You've got to watch it. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. You have to watch it. It's so yeah. good. It, you will cry, though. I mean, it's, okay. it's one of those Disney movies that's a cartoon. It's a Pixar, yeah. just for kids, but there are so many <laughs> levels to that movie, and you mm. definitely will cry. When did it come out? Oh, maybe... I mean, after Andy died, for sure. I'm thinking yeah, maybe three yeah. years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. about three years ago. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a Pixar movie. Okay. And um, it's just how they honor their dead people here. So, you know what? Um, and I've just finished reading a book about, um, about it because I wanted to understand more about the ceremonies and what everything they're doing. And they, you set up a little altar for your child. Um pictures and you know you just it's not you're not worshiping your child but you're you you know i've got i've arranged with the the retreat center that we're going to have pictures of our kids um, in the yoga studio so that we can see them we're going to have little I'm, I'm not allowed to have a real candle but i'm going to get electric candles that we can light and you know it's just a, a you know we're honoring our children we're going to be you know just working through our grief together I mean, we're never ever, I don't think this is ever going to be coming to an end. This is going to be an annual retreat for me. Um, but it's just we can get stronger and we can build a community of stronger women. Mm, right. We can try strength to try to get through for sure. Yeah, yeah. So and we'll, you know, like, no, go ahead. No, it's just, I mean, like, without, you know, if we, if I didn't have God on my side with all of this and, um, in my life, then I I couldn't right. have mm -hmm. couldn't have managed um, couldn't have managed you know so I always just say thank you God every day and I thank you Dakota for helping me with things and I love your um, your what you call it God winks I love your yeah. you when you mm -hmm. talk about the God winks <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah sorry Gwen you were gonna say no that. I was just gonna ask if we will make available a link not only to the retreat but then just even the the video you mentioned or you have a few minute grief yoga to walk them through is that what you said oh it's a little um ebook download yeah, yeah. okay e but it's yeah, from, yeah. from your website okay so we yeah. want to make sure that they have that yeah. Okay, but hang on a second. Sorry, I, I don't know how to, I, I haven't figured it out how to do the download. So what I have to do is I have to email it to you because I don't know how, I'm, you know what, <laughs> I'm still technical on this. Technology is still beyond me with some things. And so, you know, you I and me both, honey, you and me you. both. Yeah. I work in my capabilities. If you give me your email address, I can give send it to you. Or I can Well, in the website, Aaron's in you can yoga with Aaron B. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that your website, yoga with Aaron B.com? Yes. Is that what yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Just, and so that she's an easy one to find actually. So going through mm -hmm. on social media, yoga with Aaron B, all of that. So that's how yeah. to find out about her. And you know, Aaron has also graciously offered to give a little discount, 5%, yep, 5 5%. discount to anyone who mentions the podcast that oh. got them there. So I think that's great for the listeners to get a little 5% off on that. That's wonderful. And, yeah. And if you book before the end of um, March, then there's, um, we're, I'm including two bonus massages. 
So, oh. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I Because I've just come back from a retreat, well, at the place um, where I'm holding the retreat, Casa Ohm. It's beautiful. And I had a massage with this lady and she was so amazing because I've always said, you know, I'm doing this to, um, you know, for Dakota. I'm doing everything for Dakota. And this woman said to me, you know, this is unusual. She said, I've got a message for you from your daughter. She's not even a, a reader or a psychic or anything. And she just, I've got a message from your daughter. And she says, you've got to do this for you. Do your business for you, not for her. You know, you can do it to honor her, but you've got to do it because it makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I was taken back. And I thought, my goodness, you know. And then, yeah, this makes me happy. This makes me happy, you know, like to be able to share this because I, it's, I feel I've been so healed with everything that's been put in my path. I can share it now. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I'm wondering how many of the listeners are going to add this now maybe to their birthday wish list or instead of, you know, they might start collecting pop cans or doing some kind of fundraiser to get themselves mm-hmm. to be able to go on this retreat because it sounds wish- amazing. Yeah, I wish I could pay for everyone, but darn money. I hate that uh, money <laughs> has to come into things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And because you have that, to pay for all those people, so you can't. Right. You know, mm-hmm. When I'm a millionaire. What? Yeah, when I'm a millionaire, then I can. Right. When you're a millionaire, then you're going to do these for free. Okay, <laughs> we got it. We got it, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> My poor husband. Uh, he he can't afford to pay for everyone. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and if yeah. you you know listening to Erin, if you didn't listen to her original episode, I forgot to look up what number it is. Do you remember no. which number you were on? No, I, no. I don't know. But anyway, it's Dakota's mom. Um, but you will notice her accent. She does not sound Mexican. She is not. She is South African. But does she live in South Africa permanently? No. She lives in Canada. So this is a very kind of crazy. She's a very international woman. So she's got her South African heritage, but she lives on the West Coast of Canada most of the time, right? In British Columbia, except in the winter where she winters all winter in Mexico, which is pretty fabulous. So that's why she's going to be able to do this retreat there in Mexico. So yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And, and, and the nice thing is that I feel so safe here. You know, like I just, you know, I can walk to and from yoga. I walk go to the studio. You know, I can finish my yoga yoga at about seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. And I can walk home and it's dark and it's safe. And because I know people are always so concerned about the safety in Mexico. And it's like, yeah. okay, you know, um, I think the newspapers blow things up or it's different parts. But you know what? If you, yeah, I think if you 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 know what you expose yourself to, if you're going to be into drugs or drinking or things like that, you know you're gonna you you're opening yourself up anyway. So I'm to and from my yoga. I, I can cycle around here safely. It's good. Beach walk yeah, beautiful. That's a good thing yeah. to bring up too, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. Has been an issue in lots of areas in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. And even like right here in Playa, apparently there were some shootings and that. But um, we don't go to the party areas of town, so mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I suppose you know, you know, you people drinking drugs and guns and things are going to happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah so. 
I think this is a good retreat for us moms. And then, I've, I've, like I said, the scenarios are going to be fun. There's a zip line that we can all try. You know, I mean, it's got. It can't just all be spiritual and, okay. and emotional healing. We've got to do something fun. So there's a right. zip line included as well, and that'll be fun. Yeah, that right. will be fun. I think it will be great, Erin. I yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up a comment that was written in here a while back, and mm -hmm. I, I don't want to ignore do that. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to read that, Gwen? Um, which we had two come in, and I think we'll address Carolyn's first. Um, sure. Who talks about uh, couldn't eat, which is very true, and then all of a sudden eating too much. Um, now, after four years, able to control eating healthier, exercising, sleeping better. And even though there's tough days, what, what I hear here is she has regained a little bit of that balance, right? And she's working on what she can control. So those were some great comments by her. But I want to address what Paula wrote, because it's only been a few short weeks since her son four died. And I know. Oh. And she talks about, um, she says, I feel I should. And I just yes. want to caution her not to shoot on herself. Wanting to be yeah. more physically outward with her emotions. Right now, Paula, you're probably very numb. And yeah. mentioned going to the grocery store and that's um, emotional. But I just want to just say that you don't necessarily have to be overly physical or over emotional either to get grief yeah. right. It's yeah. how you let it out. Some people, it's more about movement. It's more about um, some people, it's art or um, writing, um, those kinds of things. So I don't want her to think that she's doing it wrong and um, to caution her that she's so fresh into this, right? Well, and just because she's that way now at four weeks, Right. It might be completely different in two yeah. weeks and then completely different again another two weeks after that. Right. It's just so changes so much. Mm -hmm. Very much so. So um, you know, we go through many, many things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things when you asked me before if there was anything else I wanted to say, and after listening to Aaron talk about having, you know, a retreat that has fun and it has many different components to it. Um, and she mentioned, you know, we talked about spiritual and we've talked about nutrition and movement and we talked about our emotional health. I think that's a key thing is to realize that we are a whole person yeah. and we can't neglect any part of ourselves. But I don't want our listeners to feel this pressure that every day they have to get up and get all those components right every single yeah. time because it's too much pressure for for us when we're hurting and so i would just caution you or maybe just um suggest that if there's an area right now that you can concentrate on or you know you need to um maybe it is physically for you maybe for someone else it's spiritually that they really need to look at their spiritual side um you know i often say i do my devotions every day i the, my, that part of me is like a well-oiled machine, but I have to work very hard at adding the physical part to my day. Mm -hmm. But I just don't want our moms to feel this pressure that they have to get every single one of those right no. all the time. No. And so just, just pick one too thing. Much. Yeah, it yeah, is. Just do one thing good for yourself each day. And one day it might be a devotion and the next day it might be movement and the next day it might be something else. So that's really what I wanted to leave them with, just picking one thing. Yeah. 
I, I talk to patients about that all the time too, about yeah. you don't try to change everything. When you try to change yeah. everything, it's just too overwhelming. You just change right. one thing at a time. Yeah. Because everything can seem overwhelming. That's what, yes. Yeah. Well, and I follow this author and he says, you know, it's interesting. Anything in life that we're going to do, it's not a switch. And being someone who's, who's dealt with being overweight my whole life, I often think that one day I'm going to wake up and all of a sudden love kale, that I'm going to flip <laughs> a switch and I'm going to go, yes, I'm going to just eat everything green. It's not like that. He describes it more as a dial. And instead of a switch, what you have to think about is life is a dial. And some days you have to dial down on the things that are bad for you and dial up a little bit on the things that are good. So it's a little slower. It's not like we're going to flip a switch and get it all right tomorrow. So I do have to tell you, this is just a funny story now that um, I'm, I make, I have an organic farm share. So we get farm vegetables every week. It's, it's actually pretty okay. great and it's year round even. So it's, it's wonderful. But so I make stir fry a lot with a lot of these kind of more unusual vegetables or whatever. And I always put kale in it always. And that is Peter. Peter says that's his favorite vegetable is kale really? because it soaks up all the sauce when I make this <laughs> have the sauce in it. He's like, you can't even really taste it. It just tastes like the sauce. So he always wants okay. me to have as much kale in it as possible. So Gwen, that's what you need to do with your kale. Well, the you first thing I thought of is doesn't the flavor of doesn't it. Peter and you get the nutritional value. What? Doesn't Peter know how much it just sticks in your teeth too? Because I try putting kale in my smoothies and then it's always in your, you know, you can feel that kale in your mouth. Oh, I've got kale in my fridge every day. We just got picked up my really? farm chair today. I've got a oh. beautiful thing of kale. I gotta That's make you some of my. I I have this sausage potato kale soup that I make. I have to make you that soup. It's really so good. terrible. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I was just really going to say, that's where our friendship, like we have so many things in common, but you know. No, I'm making you the soup. I'm <laughs> okay. making you the soup. It's good. That's funny. But All yeah, right. Well, we thank just... you, ladies. My head's yeah. starting to feel a little better. Can you tell? Good. I'm not. Yes, I'm and not... I was going to tell you because for years I was a chronic migraine sufferer. You know, I had migraines and there were many times I'd have to give a presentation or talk during it. It was amazing how after I got into the rhythm, when you're doing something you're passionate about and you obviously, Marcy, this is your passion that we do begin to feel better. And so I was going to say that to you at the yeah. beginning, but I thought I'd just wait and see if just, yeah, I'm, I, I'm much better than I was. It's, yeah. I'm not great, but, but oh, honestly, no. when we started, I was thinking to myself, I may have to leave and go be sick. Yeah. Like I right. was Aww. so nauseated. I thought I'm going to throw up in the yeah. middle and, and <laughs> I'm just going to let Aaron in and leave and let you guys just go. Yeah. But turns out, look at it. You know, yeah. God was on my side a little bit. Right. Gave me some yeah. reprieve from that. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. Exactly. thank well, you to both of you. Mm -hmm. I just, oh, can I close with this? That um, yeah. it's, um, it wasn't our president, Harry Truman. It was Harold Truman. He was a civil rights le leader. And he said, um, find what makes you come alive and go and do that because the world needs more people who have come alive. And mm -hmm. that's why I know that you are in a place, Marcy, where you are doing things because this podcast makes you come alive. And yeah. just even tonight just shows how it even made you feel better. So yeah. we're glad you're doing it. 
I love that example because yoga makes Aaron come alive. Right. I've now known Aaron long enough to Mm -hmm. know that it really does. And her sharing that with other people and teaching our little group as she did. I mean, that, that brings a lot to her and it's a great gift to to other people. Let me ask this. Just, I was sitting here thinking, what if there's some listeners who gather with a group of bereaved moms? Erin, is it ever a time where virtually they could have you lead them in something? Like if they can't go to Mexico to a retreat, can they yes. hire you to lead them in some grief yoga? Yes, I'm starting. Okay, so in my, on my website is grief yoga. You can just um, get on the wait list. I have been putting this off for a while and I'm starting it again um, towards the end of April. I'm just looking at my dates. I'm going to be doing a six-week um section oh, of yoga so yes definitely okay. get on the wait list there and then i only um i've got like a tv that i'm going to be putting up and i can only at maximum they've said is 10 people so i can see everybody on the screen oh um, good. yeah so, so you know that's that really can... beautiful obviously i've never met erin in person but i've done yoga with her oh several that's times. awesome Always been virtual i and love it, that it has been very, very healing and very good. So oh, it's all my right. gift, hey? I love it. I love it. And considering awesome. it, is. I, it is your I gift. That, it is your gift. Thank you, God, because I thought for the longest time it was such a, a struggle. You know, I've told you, Marcy, that it was a struggle. You know, if God, our church wasn't into the yoga, don't you do yoga? So I left the church, you know, because it's just like, you know, I'm not doing heroin. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing other <laughs> bad things. I'm not robbing banks. I'm doing yoga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That always has blown me away that your church was like against the yoga. But had you become an alcoholic, they wouldn't have kicked you out. <laughs> right. They kicked you out. They didn't kick you out, but they did make you feel like you were doing something that you shouldn't yeah. be doing, yeah. which is yeah. not right. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. My All right. Well, thank you okay. again, ladies. I so know we much. have to thank end so to much. keep on our time frame. So, mm-hmm. all right. Bye bye. Yep. Thank, thank you. you. So bye bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful or would like to support the podcast, please leave a five star rating and comment. To help financially, You can text Andy's mom to the number 53555 or visit the donate page on andysmom.com. Your donations are secure and tax deductible, and we are now able to accept Venmo, PayPal, and Apple Pay. Always Andy's Mom is a registered 501c3 organization and can receive donations through smile.amazon.com, Thriving Financial, and Benevity, amongst others. Marcy loves hearing from listeners. Please feel free to reach out to her via email at marcy at andysmom.com. Also, be sure to sign up for the email list to receive weekly updates as well as pictures of all of Marcy's guests and their children. Together, let's work to inspire hope one day at a time.